Dead men tell no tales. The blind don't get their sight. People don't walk on water. Water doesn't just turn into wine. Those, any of those things ring a bell for you? Yeah, they're part of the seven signs in the Gospel of John. And if you read them one through the other, you, you see these are, these are things that, that cause a reaction in every single person they meet that, that, that hears about them, that experiences them, and not just then, but today. And what are the reactions? Pretty much twofold. One is people believe in Jesus, or there's great conflict and crying. So either they believe in Jesus. Did that stool just disappear? Wow, that was cool. <laughs> Woo. It's, a, it's a magic show. I was using that as a reference point, but anyway, that's okay. No, I'm glad I didn't try to sit down. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing. So um, I, I, I'm going to have you guess later what the, what the eighth sign is in the Gospel of John. You'll, you'll figure that out later. But, but so those, those signs, those signs either cause belief or conflict, and they still do to this day, right? Because usually, what's, the, what's somebody, if, you, if you're talking about these things, um, you know, a, the blind receiving their sight, um, you know, in this case, Lazarus being raised from the dead, all this sort of thing, most people, the way we're, and especially the way we're trained today, but even back then, the first thing that we start thinking is, is it true? Did it happen? I want you to sort of set aside that part of your brain for this talk. Because oftentimes I think what, what is, what's more important than did it happen is what happened around it. What did it, what did it cause people to do or to think or to become? Because... If you, look at, if you look at the impact of every one of these signs that Jesus does, it, again, it is twofold. People come to believe, or there's conflict among people about them. And what happens when people come to believe is that they then are, they see a new life. They see something new in themselves. They see something new in the world around them. They see something new in God. And they become different. They become renewed. They have a new life. Because something about this Jesus and what he's done has an impact on them so strongly that it changes them. And we have a word for that. We call that resurrection. Well, maybe you don't, but today we're going to talk about it that way. Resurrection is not just someone who is dead coming back to life, like Lazarus. It's not just someone who's dead literally coming back to life, or like Jesus' resurrection. Resurrection, according to Caroline Lewis, who is a commentator on the Bible, is relationship with God. Resurrection is when we receive a new life, when we come into into relationship with God in a powerful way, that it begins to change us and move us in a new direction. 
Today, we're going to witness resurrection in our 1115 service. Because we are going to take a child of this congregation and we are going to baptize that child. And our belief is that in that sacrament, we, uh, God makes real what we already know about that child, that that is a child of God. That we as a community witness to the fact that that child, and we use this language, goes under the water and dies with Christ and then is raised with Christ to a new life, is resurrected And that that resurrected child then has been given a new life and needs a community around her to teach her how to live in this new life. That's what's so interesting about about some of these things, all of these things that happen is that they happen within the midst of community. They happen in, in the midst of real things. Water into wine. Jesus takes spit and mud and puts it on the, the eyes of the blind man and tells him to go and wash, something that we do every day. And it leads him into a resurrection. Into a new life. And you and I are invited into that new life every day. Even when we are feeling completely broken down. Even when we are bone tired, when everything seems to be going the absolute wrong direction, you have the opportunity for resurrection, for a new life, for your bone tired bones to be knit back together with strength and with muscle and with spirit and with breath so that you might walk in that newness of life. You might, you might become new again. Resurrection is relationship with God and relationship with God happens here and now. Resurrection isn't just something that happens after we die and then we are resurrected with Christ. It happens here and now. We have the opportunity for a new life. Christ is calling us out of our dark and dusty tombs, whatever tombs we're living in, whatever tombs we're dying in, to come out into that newness of life. So what tombs are you living in? Where is it in your life that you are feeling dead? Or at least despondent? Done? Where is it in your life that you need to invite Christ to come in and to say, get up, come out? Where is it in your life where you need the community to come and to take off that death wrapping? To set you free into a new way of life? And if it's too painful to think about yourself, just think about your community. Where is it that Christ is calling us to be those in the community, to resurrect the community, politically, culturally? Where is it where we are being called to be those who would call our communities into a new way of being? 
where those who are hungry have food to eat, where those who are without homes would have safe and dry places to live, where every person would have the opportunity for meaningful work to be done, to be contributors into that society, not to be dependent on anyone other than God, but interdependent with the community that is surrounding them. Where is it that God is calling us to be the harbingers and the prophets? Not against the community, but for the community and for those who have been said, you're dead. We're going to relegate you to the tombs of this world. You aren't worth anything. You don't mean anything in this culture, in this place, where is it that God is calling us to be the signs of resurrection and new life? In the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel is led to a valley. And at this time, the, the people of Israel have been saying, we're, we're done. You know, God has abandoned us. We are, we are like dry bones. And so, God takes Ezekiel to this valley of dry bones. And maybe you've heard the story. He brings him to this valley of dry bones. And he says, prophesy to the bones. you imagine what Ezekiel's thinking? Um, bones? What are you going to do with bones? I mean, maybe we can get some dogs in here. They'd enjoy them. But God says, prophesy to the bones. And I will give them life. I will put them together again. I will wrap sinew around them. I will give them muscle and then prophesy to the breath and, and I will come and I will fill them with breath again and they shall live. That even in the darkest of times, even in the most desperate of times, God's power is available and working in and amongst us if we are willing to see it and be part of it. It's almost unbelievable. And that's why it causes belief and conflict. We often let what our eyes see tell us what's real. Mary and Martha and the people around Lazarus, basically, you know, they were like, he's dead. And they even, you know, they even, I mean, four days passed by. And, in, and, in, and in, that, in that time period, the belief was that basically that the soul hung around the body for, for three or four days. And so there's sort of, John, I think, is making the point, like, yeah, it's four days. Like, he's not just dead, he's like really dead. Like, the soul's not hanging around anymore. They even make it even more clear, right? Uh, Lord, you're going to open that thing? It's been closed for four days? Um, it's going to stink. It's going to stink. They with their eyes tell them what the power of God might be. But our eyes deceive us. Ezekiel saw those bones and didn't believe that anything could be done with them. Where is it in your life that you look at yourself or you look at some part of your life and you're like, there is nothing that can be changed about this. Maybe there's some shame that you carry. Maybe there's some hurt that you carry. Maybe there's, maybe there's something else in your life that you've been, you've been hauling around, but you've shoved off into this tomb and you've walled it off and you're like, I don't want to open that up. Why not invite Christ into your life 
for a resurrection, for a new life. Why not give God the opportunity to speak into your life in a powerful way? Because when God speaks in our lives in a powerful way, God then draws around us a community that helps us move and live and breathe in this new way of life, in this resurrection life, in this relationship with God. And then we are the community that moves forward to change the community around us in the name of God. God is calling you out of your tomb. May you find a new resurrected life in Christ today. Amen.